This podcast is intended for listeners over the age of 19 in Ontario, and we ask that you respect your local laws regarding cannabis. Be sure to like, download, follow, subscribe, and of course, share with your friends. Hi, ladies. Hi, ladies. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Annie. We are back. We are. It is spring. It is. It's gorgeous outside. Finally. It does feel that way, mm-hmm. but so much beauty ahead of us. The gardens are happening. My canvas plants are like two, three feet tall, ready mm-hmm. to go in the ground if I ever get time to. Put them in the ground? It's been busy. I know. We have a very interesting show today. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about Australia. Yeah, and, and that they are not legal in Australia. We were right. talking with Willie Stolk. Mm-hmm. And about their fight to legalize cannabis and some of the stunts that they've been pulling to uh, to bring attention to the to the issue of cannabis legalization. I think here in North America, especially as a Canadian, we can tend to forget that cannabis is not legal all over the world. No. Um, that we are very blessed here to be going in this direction. Mm-hmm. But there are many countries that are far, far behind us. And we shouldn't forget those countries. No. In, I mean, yeah, in parts of the world, like just possessing or consuming you know, this plant that we have the luxury of consuming, um, it's punishable by death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And recently there's been a few articles that you brought to my attention. Yeah. And I don't feel like these were reported heavily here. I didn't know about them until you pointed it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in parts of the world, there are people being executed for cannabis. Right. So shall we start? I think so. So... I came to you, like, I don't know, a week ago and brought a couple of articles to you uh, about uh, some hangings out in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of sent us both down a bit of a wormhole to figure out how, how, why, yes. um, and how much, and what I found was really surprising. So I guess just like on the surface, uh, in Singapore, if you're caught trafficking in excess of like... 1.1 kilograms, or sorry, pounds. Pounds, sorry, 1. not 1 kilograms, pounds. pounds. Uh, that can get you the death penalty. Yeah. Right? Uh, here, I can have that in my home, and nobody's going to say boo, right? Yeah. And, and that sort of, I don't know, that made me sort of check myself a little bit and say, how, how is there such a, a discrepancy? Thank you between here and there. So the first case was back in April. Uh, the end of April, end yeah. Of, I think it was April 26th, so uh, at time of recording in the last month, um, there have been two executions. The The first one was a gentleman, uh, uh, help me out with the name. T- Tangaraju. Tangaraju. Uh, Supia. Supia. Thank yes. you. Thank you. A 46-year-old man, he was hanged. For um, supposedly uh, trafficking 2.2 pounds of cannabis. Yeah. And I say supposedly because the trial about around this, he never actually touched the cannabis. Right. It was a telephone call. Like his, his, phone his phone had been linked to somebody else who had trafficked cannabis. Mm-hmm. I mean, his ass could have dialed it. it. I mean, a million things. It could be. Um, and it sounds like he didn't get an entirely fair trial, at least by North American standards. Um, and on April 26th, they hung him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is just, I mean, I find that 
again, like you said, you got to check yourself. Like, wow, this is happening real time here on our planet Earth. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing. So almost exactly three weeks later. Yeah. Uh, an unnamed gentleman was uh, hung for... 3.3 pounds mm-hmm. of cannabis, which, again, v- like, that's not very much. No. Right? That's like a couple of Ziploc bags. Yeah. And, you know, getting into that rabbit hole. So here's two. He was only 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Here's two gentlemen who were ha- hanged in the last month. Those are only two out of 11 executions in the past year for drug-related trafficking offenses in Singapore. 11 people in the, in the past year. It's a lot. It's like one a month. Well, they took some time off. They had a two-year hiatus for COVID where they decided not to, they weren't able to hang people. Mm. I find that, again, like mind-boggling. So, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Now, it's this isn't uncommon either. So from hearing of these uh, executions in Singapore, um, we started pulling numbers from other countries yep. of where you can lose your life for being in possession or selling or consuming yeah. you know, the cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I think, you know, with wibbly-wobbly trials and, you know, not enough due diligence to take somebody's life. Yeah. Um, Indonesia has carried out 112 drug-related executions... Again, we can't say how many for cannabis, but... That was, yeah, no, they were just drug-related. Um, that was in the last year as well, mm-hmm. 112, by firing squad. Yeah, that seems... I don't know, I feel like that's a terrible way. I, I, I mean, do, I mean, they're all terrible ways, but... The poor firing squad. I, I always feel that way, too. I mean, that's why there's several people on the firing squad, but I feel like you would know. And I just think it's such a barbaric practice. Mm-hmm. Um, is it as barbaric as flogging? Oh, yeah. You were saying about uh, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, you can get two to ten years for trafficking or a good flogging. Mm. Saudi Arabia they... has just put an end to flogging. They're kind of stepping back on the whole flogging thing. Mm-hmm. Again, the idea of being flogged, even the word, right? sends shivers up my spine. Yeah. Egypt is no better. You can get the death penalty for trafficking. Um, yep. Malaysia. Uh, Malaysia is getting better, but trafficking is still punishable by death. Mm -hmm. China, uh, whether they use the death penalty is unclear because that is classified secret information, which makes me think, yes, people are being unjustifiably executed for probably a whole bunch of stuff there. Um, Iran, there's a place that uh, really takes it seriously. Mm -hmm. Between the years 2008 and 2018, 3,975 people were executed for drug crimes. That's crazy. Again, you know, the dad doesn't say how many of that was cannabis, but that's 10 years, mm-hmm. and we did the math. Mm-hmm. That's a person a day plus an extra person a day for one of those years. Mm-hmm. So it's like executing somebody every single day for 11 years. Within a 10-year period. Yeah, That's a lot of, of families affected, mm-hmm. lives gone. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there are other Middle Eastern, African, and Asian countries that they do have ex- executions, a bit more rare. Um, and what For I drug-related offenses. 
Yes, yeah. um, but there isn't really much data on it. Yeah. And this data we got from a Forbes article from March 2022. Mm -hmm. oh, and yes. we will put these sources oh, in definitely. our notes. Uh, we are just making up names and numbers here. Um, you know, and that's just touching the surface. Yeah. But, I mean, we, <laughs> we have our own problems here at home as well. Um, and we can sit on our, you know, sit on, up on our high horse or... Our laurels. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have a backlog of convictions um, and of people sitting in prisons right now for simple possession and, you know, yep. dr drug-related charges. In Canada and the U.S. Yep. So in the U.S., I'm sorry to be moving papers, but I did take notes here. Um, it is estimated there are 40,000 people currently imprisoned in the U.S. for cannabis-related charges. 40,000. That's crazy. Um, now, the Last Prisoner Project yes. is a organization out of the, out of the United States that was founded by uh, the, one of the most incredible people. I hope one day we get the opportunity to interview him. His name's Steve D'Angelo. Uh, and he founded the Last Prisoner Project, and he's fighting to help overturn and expunge and, you know, get people out of out of prison who for like, simple possession charges. And some who've been in there for years and years and years for very little. Mm -hmm. And now that certain states are decriminalizing and the United States is moving in that direction, these have to be addressed. Yep. We know that there's an overpopulation problem in U.S. prisons. Mm -hmm. We've gone into that. Um, and the, the Last Prisoner Project, they're very active. They're working for released, record clearing. Because mm -hmm. even if you do get out and you have this on your record, you can't vote. It's harder to get a job. Uh, getting social services yeah. is harder. It, it just really fucks up the rest of your life. And it yeah. could be for something stupid like having a joint in your pocket when you were 17. Right. And that's just not cool. No. And the Last Prisoner Project is like really a grassroots kind of movement. Um, and so if you follow them on Instagram... You should follow them on and Instagram. And you should, yeah, if you're not already. Um, click on their the link in their bio because they link you to all of these... What do you call them? Customizable or, you know, like, uh, like, like, like petitions to help... Um, you know, individuals or other organizations that are fighting to... How to write your local government. Um, when this was happening in Singapore, there was... They put on resources on, you know, how to call, call the Singapore consulate. And they really have a very active Instagram page. It's full of information. Mm -hmm. um, Steve D'Angelo and the work that him and his entire team, it's very important. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I did like the fact that they're page was full of actual things that we can do that cost us no money. That's right. right? Yeah. We, we can make change as an individual and we can help uh, help other people in our community. Maybe our one voice doesn't make much much noise. Right. But, but if all of us together, mm -hmm. yeah, we, mm -hmm. we can get pretty loud. Um, now, Cannabis Amnesty uh, is an organization north of the border here in Canada that's doing similar things. You know, bringing awareness and uh, helping, helping people get what is it? Their records expunged Ex because because here in Canada, because we're federally legal, um, if you have a simple possession charge, you should be able to to get that. Yes, yeah, so they're working for expungement, release, the same sort of things. They don't seem to be as active as the Last Prisoner Project, but mm -hmm. they're they're 
like Working in their towards, social media and yeah. like in like in your face sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing behind the scenes. But you know, in Canada but that's another one we should connect with. Yeah. Just because they're here, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um it's been legal here in Canada for almost five years. So mm-hmm. one of the first things was, hey, you know, there's all these people in jail for this thing that's now legal. Let's start to pardon some of these individuals. Mm-hmm. And at first, in the first two years after legalization... So it's oh, 2018 to 2020. Yes. Um, there was only 484 pardons in Canada. Hmm. Part no. of that was because... It was costly. It was $657 to apply, mm-hmm. plus a real lengthy paperwork and complicated... So a lot of, like, going back and forth with administrative people, likely. Like and probably the, the need of a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So here we've got a two-tiered system, again, where if you are privileged and have money, you can go through this process. Right. So everybody's like, that's, that's fucked. Right. Um, recently that changed, though. Yes. So the bill has passed uh, Bill C-5. Um, and it, it works to get rid of criminal records for simple possession for all drugs. Mm. Um, it is estimated that as many as 250,000 Canadians have um, drug possession convictions from cannabis, so just simple possession, wow. which seems really high. Mm-hmm. And about 500,000 Canadians have cannabis-related charges in general. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to address some of that. And part of the reason that it needs to be addressed is there's, of course, systemic racism within these charges. It's estimated in Vancouver, if you're an indigenous person, you are seven times more likely to get arrested for possession than if you're a white person. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. It's sad that it doesn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, legalization in Canada. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I just have to live with the fact, like, like seven times. I have to more. sit with the fact, like that. That's a hard one. Seven times. Seven times more in Vancouver. That's yeah, up. that's fucked up. You know, there sorry. was a study done across five different cities across Canada, and in all those cities, it was found that if you were black or indigenous, you were more likely to get arrested for possession. And. <laughs> I know from my own awfulness, when I was younger and I lived in Toronto and I'd be walking down Young Street smoking a joint, I would just make sure that I did it around a few people who didn't look as busy or as needing to go somewhere as I did, is a nice way to put it. Um, And I never once got stopped, I never once got looked at, because I was dressed to the nines and I was going somewhere and it just, it's that assumption that yeah, systemic racism. Yeah. Say, say it for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, since it has been legal in Canada, the charges for cannabis has have dropped, as you would expect. Yes. Um, it's decreased by 25% okay. since pre-legalization. Okay. Um, the statistic that I found was there's 33 cannabis-related uh, charges per 100,000 people. It still seems... Like that seems high for, for in a place where it's legal. Well, if right? you think uh, Barry's what two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. that's sixty six people in Barry being arrested every year for something to do with cannabis. That doesn't seem high. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what they were. What are all these charges for? I would think that you're getting less and <laughs> less of these smaller things like possession, and when you do, when in Canada at least, these are bigger things, distribution and. 
people who have huge cannabis farms that are illegal and they've got a zebra. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be a real listener of High Ladies to get that one. That's hilarious. That's where the tipping point is. Like, once you get a zebra, then you've gone too far. You've gone too far. That's the... That's um, a lot to take in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I always like to say, like, what what can we do as North Americans, as Canadians sitting here and talking about things that are happening in the rest of the world? <clears throat> so, I like, my firm belief is always that we start by talking about it. Yes. Right? Like, educate ourselves. I mean, I found out about it because I subscribed to a whole bunch of, like, international newsletters. Right, for cannabis in other countries. Yes. Right? So even if I don't, like, I don't subscribe to anything in Singapore, but because I'm, you know, for another country, and they link me in. So educate yourself, sign up for newsletters, follow the Last Prisoner Project. Yeah, because it was all over their page. They are right on all of this. Right? And they are very active. They, they post daily yeah. of and, what's and happening it, in the States. I mean, we've been talking about this all last season and a lot this season. Like, if you have something to say, like, write your local... Uh, politicians, right? Like, if you if you don't like what's happening in Singapore, write to the embassy, right? Like, you you can do those things, and they take very little time and energy, right? Yeah. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah, and I mean, it can cost nothing, like writing a letter, or if you have money to give, yeah, you can donate to, to, to organizations like this and help them do the good work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that gets back to you being aware. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started High Ladies because we were like, if we have conversations, we can end stigma. Maybe if we have conversations and we're aware, then, you know, you, you can't do anything that you're not aware about. Yeah. So awareness is the key. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not to forget how lucky and privileged we are as North Americans mm-hmm. and to not take advantage of that. Because yeah. it's as simple as where you were born. Simple circumstances. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally have nothing to add to that because it's it's so true and it can be a difficult thing to sit with. And these will continue on. Yeah. I mean, 11 drug-related executions in Singapore in the past mm-hmm. year, we, we just touched upon two of them. Right, two of which we know are... Yeah, there was several articles on other ones that are just as disturbing mm-hmm. and problematic. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. That is yeah, go, a lot. Yeah, go educate yourself. Yes. Get to work. Uh, I think that is mixed. I guess it's time for us uh, to step away. Take a toke. And go be moms. Oh, pardon me. What's that kind listener? Oh, thanks for asking. <laughs> you want to support the show? Oh, my gosh. That's so kind of you. You can buy us a coffee. Um, the link is in the show notes. We would love it if you would leave a review for us on Apple iTunes. That would be great. Um, we love getting messages on Instagram. Where would people find us on Instagram? Amanda's doing her pants up. She decided to record today with her pants undone, so I'm trying to be very serious here, and she's getting dressed. Where would at, they find us on Instagram, Amanda? At High Ladies Podcast. <laughs> and if somebody wanted to email us, and we do love emails as well, okay, finish your belt and then get to that. Highladiespodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And of course, as I always like to say, share with a friend. Bye, Bye ladies. Stay high, ladies.